Sister Zaya Show. Welcome to the Zaya Show again, and today I'm with Dale, known as The Mask. What's up? And today we're going to be talking about what inspired us, art form, through music, through acting, through even drawings. What inspired us? So the first question I'm going to ask Dale is, what inspires you? So most of my music, actually all of my music, originated from writing poetry in the seventh grade. So I started writing poetry. It was just a way for me to express emotion and stuff. And listening to them spoken aloud and rearranging certain words, I realized I can make stuff rhyme with other stuff within the same line. So, yes, as I got better and better at it, I started to realize it was starting to take more the shape of song yeah, rather than poetry. And I started practicing more gearing it towards that. And around my freshman year is when it really started to break through into going into actual lyric instead of just poetry. Yeah, and the theme throughout most of my songs has remained the same. Anything in my day-to-day life bothering me, whether it's losing somebody or just anxiety or whatever, it's always been kind of something I've written about. Um, my first song on the album I'm currently recording is called Heavy. Hmm. Interesting. And the way it's spelled is H34VY. <laughs> the song itself is about a battle with addiction. Yeah. Like the beginning of the instrumental, you have an alarm clock going. And throughout the entire song, you kind of hear like a metal pill bottle shaking with something in it and it directly goes into how I carried myself how other people saw me why and everything else and it it goes through and it go breaks it down as best as you can in song and it talks about all of that yeah so Drawing from struggles has been one. And other times it's just, hey, let me just have some fun. Yeah. The one thing I would say about, like, inspiration, especially through art, especially through music, is that it can't be judged. Like, you know, like, even though we all, like, have our opinions about music, it can't be judged because behind the scenes, you know, the artists that write in the song and, the producer that making the beat, it all have like some underlining reason. Like, what's the reason for this pill bottle shaking in the background as like one of the instruments in this song? You know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's what really art is about. It's not about 
staying in the trends or staying in like perfection. Like there's some imperfection that is perfect. Like, you know, and as an actor, honestly, my inspiration like is through uh, literature too. It's always been through storytelling and bringing someone else's story to life. That's what acting is to me. And really, when you look at all these celebrities and you think like, oh, one day I will be this, like, I feel like we all have our different views of art. We all have our different perspective in how we deal with the roles or deal with the songs or like any genre, honestly. And as humans, we are all different and it should all be like accepted rather than, oh, this person is better than this because even though they do the same thing, one is better because it's more comfortable for uh, the public of listeners, if you get what I'm saying. But what inspired me really is stories through theater, which kind of translated into music for a hot minute. And then I just fell back into the acting bug once more, as you know. And now I'm currently working on a script that I hope to film one day, like this year. So really, inspiration could come from anything, honestly. And that's what is beautiful about, you know, art. One, you said, I'm going to touch on some of the things you said. One of the things you said that really stood out is it's not about sticking with the trends um and honestly that yeah there's a lot of truth to that yeah however after a certain point whenever you are a small growing artist whether it's a movie in music or even in acting one of the best ways to grow quickly is to find a trend and stick with it one that you can do and stick with so let's say with acting um movies about world war ii or in Vogue right now, right? Yeah. The one of the best ways to as an actor to grow your fan base would be to be in a movie about World War Two. Think Hugh cool. Jackman and the X Men franchise. Hmm. Hugh Jackman is synonymous with Wolverine. Right. And in turn, his performance in the X-Men movies as Wolverine has led to him having a lot of other roles that he otherwise might not have. Or Robert Downey Jr. as um, Iron Man. (laughs) Crap, I had a brain fart, forgot the (laughs) name. But... But yeah, I get what you're saying, especially, but what I was trying to say, like, in the beginning of, like, creating, like, a career in within the art, you have to do it for yourself at first. And yeah. then if you want to build, like, more than just, like, for fun and, you know, for free and a lot, a lot of 
you know, you would have to go into some trends, but yet stay true to yourself while finding a trend you could jump on. And I feel like that's the challenge that most artists, especially on like local level faces face because they can't just jump on this trend right now because it's not what their audience used to listening of their previous work. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if I do uh rock music, hardcore rock music, and then all of a sudden I try to jump on this uh 80s pop trend, that's not gonna relate with my fan base. Now if I combine the two, it'll possibly work, you know, get some new fans. So I mean if you're looking at it from a business point of view, definitely you're gonna have to do a trend and I agree with you on that one especially in acting, because you know. A good example of that is of straying away from what your fan base is used to. Yeah. One of the most controversial musicians, musicians ever. Eminem. Mm. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> we all got our on that band. And I, most people know him as Slim Shady. Where in the beginning of his career, his MO was to piss off as many people as he could. And then in 2017, he dropped Revival, which still went triple platinum, but compared to the standards he has, was a flop. Mm. Was heavily criticized. Because it was so different from what he usually does. One of yeah. the, my favorite songs on that album, River, isn't like your rap god, your real Slim Shady. It's not one of those catchy ones that, you know, you play at a party, have a good time. It's one of those that you relate to emotionally. Yeah. And a lot of his fans weren't ready for an album that talks mostly about that and you can see the difference between when he dropped I want to believe the Marshall Mathers LP too yeah before that and then Kamikaze after that those were regarded as some of his best recent works and then Revival is considered one of his, if not his all-time worst. Yeah. And so sticking with your trend, your personal trend is big. And doing it for you is big. So there's, there's, it's really difficult to ride that line sometimes as an artist because there's some stuff that you really want to write, but you say music you can't dedicate entire album to it out of the blue that's very true a slower progression yeah that would work better sure then slowly a song by you then go into like you know yeah i'll use my own music as an example yeah my first album the first it's heavy and the the first track is title track where it's the same as the album uh, mm-hmm. they share the name 
And then my second one is called Just Wanna Die. And it goes through the struggles with depression, anxiety, and all that stuff. But then I have a few songs. One of them is called The Dahmer Party. And it takes the same kind of slim shady formula where it's meant to be graphic, fast paced, mm-hmm. intricately written. And it's just fun to do. And it really helps. It's like one of those songs that you might not listen to like when you're sad or something. You might listen to it when you're angry and you you can feel the anger building in the song. And whenever I do freestyle, so like say we show up at a party and I start getting on mic or something. I don't usually go towards what I usually write compared to my albums. I usually just go come up with stuff right off the top of my head, get everybody hyped up. Yeah. Now, every once in a while, I'll mix stuff into it and lead it into something else. But yeah, depending on what my goal is, it's going to be completely different messages. And at times, people will... Some people will say it's hypocritical to be like on one song talking about your depression, your addiction, and on the next song just talking about fucking making everybody fuck off. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a fine line because while I genuinely enjoy writing about both, there's two different target audiences in that. Yeah. And it's got two completely different inspirations as well. Like for the fun stuff, I just think about like things that I would want to listen to. And I think about things that I want to incorporate in my songs, like crack a joke at it. Right. Say, I want to make a joke about the Mexican cartel. All right. Yeah. There's so many ways I can mix that in there. I'm not going to do it right now. Come in because I don't have a notebook in front of me. and yeah. It's going to take too much work right now. I'm stalling out of my mind right now. Yeah. But there's a lot of different ways to incorporate that stuff. And there's a lot of ways to incorporate different things. That's one of the yeah. beautiful things about, in my opinion, that's why music itself is so great. Because you can have your message and then you can have the underlying message to all your metaphors your similes and all that other yeah. stuff that really makes it pop yeah i totally agree with you and especially since like you you already know like i did write some songs and i tried like i think like a year or two ago or whatever and basically it was like okay I like the writing part, but I don't know my sound, right? So I just stopped and just focused on, like, my life and my personal life and gain more experience, you know, because I was the kid that just stayed at home 24-7. So especially after quarantine and going through the stuff that I went through, that gave me more inspiration to write. So I found myself during quarantine, like, literally like writing nonstop to help me deal with some heartbreak that I was going through and then some loneliness, depression, stuff like that. 
So really, I've been writing for the past year. And then I was at that point during quarantine, I was like, okay, if I keep writing, I want to go for it and try, you know, and try to find what you, like, what could be your sound. That's the challenging part. And, you know, I'm a pop lover and I've been trying to discover myself and incorporate two, uh, you know, genres. And recently I discovered that I'm more of a, what's the word, uh, indie pop mixed with R&B. And that was unique because I didn't realize, you know, that there were artists like that. So my music <laughs> playlist changed so much since like the two years ago, but like, I'm just working on getting better. And I feel like that's the only way you could really make your art the way you want to. When you feel like you gave it your all and you know that it's good and you know that, you know, if I could play it out in public and I would totally dance to it, that's how I want to feel with my music, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that. Um, all right you talked about making the music your own how you want it yeah all right so i have almost two complete albums written with an ep written as well almost all of it's already have beats produced and stuff right hey um about how long would you would you think i spend on each song I think it varies because I know that some comes like just straight out and then some of them really do take a while because of writer's block. So I would say like, I would say from earliest 20 minutes to like possibly a month. I don't know. Every song I've written and completed, the quickest one after editing and everything else, writing alone took three and a half weeks. Okay. The 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 the, the process to it is yeah. I do a straight stream at first and I put it down for two days. And I go back and I do it again. Mm-hmm. And if something doesn't fit right I'll change it up and then I'll go or I'll add or remove stuff and sometimes the song itself just doesn't work out exactly like I've got probably 50 songs just scrapped like oh yeah I've still got them written down and stuff but yeah they're not gonna be done because they weren't good enough for me and That that's one of the things about music and art in general. Yeah, it, it's it's great as a release and stuff. However, if you are doing it uh, like to make a career out of it, it is a grind. That is very true. It is such a grind. Like I remember when we tried to do a collaboration musically. Our our two styles just didn't mesh. You were doing like EDM type beats, and I was needing something more geared towards like an NF style of beat. 
Yeah. And that was kind of got that somber undertone to the instrumental itself. Yeah. So, a lot of different... I know a lot of different people have completely different processes. Yeah. Because my process, really, uh, most of the time when I was writing, I would normally feel, like, I would always, like, have a feeling. Like, if I feel, like, sad at the moment, and I feel like I need to get it out, especially at home where I couldn't, like, express my true feelings, I would just write it out, like, just, like, write it out, not trying to write a melody, not trying to write a pre-course or nothing I just write it out and I just spit it on paper and then when I'm feeling like okay I want to make a song I just go back and then see like okay this could work and like try to create a puzzle almost and then that shit huh Frankenstein that shit yeah Frankenstein that shit and basically and then like you know I'll hum it out like hum the melody and then I would sing it and then I'll be like okay nah we could try this and that. And I'm a perfectionist, as you know. So really, <laughs> sometimes I'd be going overboard. I'd be like, oh, my God, this word needs to rhyme. Like, what can this word be? And, you know, different artistry. I'm just more, like, technical, and I want to make it good. So I'm not releasing until I feel confident in my vocals, and I've been working on it for the past few months. So I've been feeling good about it so far, and I'm still working on it. But, you know, who knows? Maybe by the end of this year or next year, I don't know. That's been the biggest block with me getting music out is because I am a massive perfectionist when it comes to that. The, The title track for the first album, Heavy, I've had the instrumental for almost four months, four months now. And it's not been put out yet. I haven't even released a teaser yet. Yeah. The only thing like on my Instagram and stuff is the album covers. And the biggest reason for that is because of how high my standard is. I strive for absolute perfection. Yeah. I have almost a thousand takes of the song that don't even get 20 seconds in because I miss a beat or I'm off beat by not even a tenth of a second. I feel that. And when you play them all together, you can barely tell. Like the software I use, you can play multiple at a time. And if you play all of them, you can barely tell. Yeah. But... I can hear it, and it. But you can hear it. Yeah. I just feel like the the reason why we are perfectionists is because we want to make it to the point where it's like, okay, it's good. I make this. There's a purpose in this, and you want people to listen to it and not just focus on like, wait, he's off beat on that one. They couldn't like truly listen to the lyrics. If that makes sense. Yes. And. Honestly, that's part of it's so hard for me to listen to newer artists because I myself am used to striving for perfection. And a lot of newer artists, (laughs) uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna 
name drop here. Zodiac. Okay, name Say again. Name boom. Zodiac. He's an up and coming artist, and he's got a big following. Yeah. But whenever I listen to his stuff, one of the biggest things I hear, especially from his early music, his early music, like lyrically and stuff, is really good. But I cannot listen to it because he'll be off beat by even a quarter beat, and it throws me, and I notice it every time. And don't you just wonder how they get like a big fan base, and you're like, I'm over here stressing about being off beat a little, and this boy's off beat by a million, and he's <laughs> got millions of listeners. <laughs> right, but can't, I'm not. I can't knock him though because he's yeah, doing his man. thing. I'm doing my thing. You exactly. can't ever knock somebody for okay. just doing their thing. Exactly. Everybody it, got their it's own weird. Because music is one of those things that can unite people, but it's also one of those things that can divide people. Right. I never thought of it like that. You always hear, like, music could bring us together, or like, but really could divide uh, people. Because think about it. Let's just say, like, how we did a collaboration, like, for real, like, straight on through. And, you know, both of us getting, like, mad at each other, like, oh, my God, like, why can't you do this right? Or why why this sound this? Da, 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 da. You know? And that might have caused a drift, but we both realized, like, you know, our styles are too different. Let's just support each other with like promotion wise and keep it that way, you know? And sometimes yeah. that's better than actually collaborating. It it's it's a struggle definitely. Yeah, it's a struggle it, You are like me and one of my buddies up here, I'm not gonna name drop because I don't know if he'd be okay with it or not. Cause he doesn't have anything out right now. Right. He and I were working on a song together. And our styles, our kind of, like, flow is completely different. I'm more going to go for the really fast pace. I want to say chopper style, but I don't feel like I would do that justice. But chopper style flow and rhyme scheme where half the words in the line rhyme with each other. Right. You'll do something where his is perfect execution with the flow, but a much simpler rhyme scheme. And it's really difficult to balance it out sometimes because of the fact that they're so different. Yeah. A, par- a good part of music as well is being able to adapt. Mm. And that in and of of itself can lead to a lot more inspiration. Like doing that has led to me experimenting with different flows and Absolutely. stuff. You listen to most of my hype stuff. It's got that supersonic kind of flow where I'm just going insane. The Dahmer party actually is almost 1800 words in about five and a half minutes. Oh, dang. And then you've got heavy, which is maybe 400 words tops yeah. over the course of about three and a half. And so there's a big balance in adapting, but at the same time, that can also expand your own yeah. repertoire. Yeah, because uh, I have uh, 
with adapting to different sounds, especially for me, because I only know pop and R&B. So I basically try different songs and different uh, genres, and I literally just sung to them, regardless of, like, if I thought it was perfect or not, I just sung to it. And I was like, which one makes me feel like this is it? Or, like, which one sounds like, okay, this sounds like my with my voice type? And, you know, like, I listen to indie pop, indie pop rock. I listen to everything. And I literally, like, start, like, taking bits and pieces and try to, like, incorporate it within my voice to make a song that is unique, but yet something that I'm like, okay, like, I think I could do this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's music. You can't say you're an artist without trying, like, styles that are out of your comfort zone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. One of the, I've actually that's how I got more into doing freestyle kind of things at parties and stuff was pushing that comfort zone and my neighbor is over there doing some kind of fucking construction it's nine o'clock at night bro piss off <laughs> anyway that's beside the point leave yeah. that in I don't care fuck you Danny eat <laughs> shit swear to fuck anyway um, one of the ways I expanded into doing kind of more hype stuff was by doing the freestyles and pushing that comfort zone. And that it's led to some of my best lines, at least in my opinion, for like the throwaways you keep in the back of your head for when you're doing freestyles. Right. Um, and it's this one's actually one of my favorite ones right yeah and it starts off i got this hoe she finna blow but i gotta tell her though if you using teeth hoe that's a fucking no no (laughs) (laughs) that is hands down my no no i'm gonna need that as a caption yeah indeed that and that that set that little bar of uh, couplet came to birth when me and two of my best friends up here came yeah. to my house high as fuck I mean we smoked like six points put on my speaker and we threw on a random beat and we all fed into each other and the best part was I don't even remember what the other their bars were because we got so hyped, we were so high. We were outside sitting on my deck, and I was sitting on my roof. Yeah. And first dude puts his out. Second dude picks it up, puts it yeah. out. And he set me up perfectly to do it. And yeah. when, I, when I jumped off the roof, and when I landed, I started with it. And I landed perfectly on beat, too. So not only was the bar itself funny, but the execution made it so much more amazing. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, I know you, and it's like, okay, that is expected, but I'm like, dang, you just jump from the roof, and then you just land, and then you just... Spit. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, that's a new one. I want to hear another rapper do that. (laughs) That's, That's another thing about music 
and um videography yeah they can feed each other mm-hmm. like making music videos that is a whole thing where you are combining your videography with your music and you have to do it really well for right the video itself to be good absolutely because honestly and... the way i'm like if i ever did a music video what do i see myself doing i'm like this of course i'll do a choreo and of course i would have costume changes but i'm like I would totally kill that choreo, though. It, it's just fun to think about, but it's even more crazy when you bring it to life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's fun to think about, but it's also really daunting as well. Because it's like, because do I do it? It is so much work that goes into it. It's Absolutely. crazy. Because don't you need like a storyboard and then you got to find equipment to record with? And then you got to find the right place to record it. And then if you're doing like scene, lo- like different uh, locations, like, <laughs> you know. Oh, that's always fun. You know. But yeah, I guess it's going to wrap up this podcast episode. Thank you for coming on. And I appreciate you, The Mask. Of course, dude. <laughs> Anytime. No problem. And if you're looking for his social media, it's all in the bio. And this is Zaya, and this is Dell, and we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.